Hello and welcome to Voice of Restoration, a broadcast outreach of the Christian Brethren Church, bringing you Bible-based teachings from author and Bible teacher, Pastor Afolabi Oladeli. They are, they are the essence of one head. Romans, Revelation 17, 12 that we read said, they are only together in power for one hour. Just give me Revelation 17, 12, because I, I don't want people to get lost here. And the ten horns which thou sowest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, mm -hmm. but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. For just one hour, all of them are going to have their power together with the beast. They have one purpose, as you read in that scripture, to assemble the power for the Antichrist because they must get it together as spoken to in Revelation 17, 13. Now, Daniel feet, Daniel's feet with ten toes, implying the last power arrangement with mixed clay. Who does not have ten toes at this time? Every human being has ten toes. Now, to which head do the ten horns therefore belong? In Revelation 17, 10, said, they are also seven kings. Five have fallen. Again, I, I, because he saw from the back, he saw that Egyptian is gone. Assyrian is gone. Babylonian is gone. Medo-Persian is gone. Gracian is gone. Said five have fallen. One is now. The other is yet to come. But when it does come, he must retain, re remain for a while. When he does come, he must re re remain for a while. And then he goes for that to say in verse 12 that these ten horns have not received the kingdom yet. Horns mm. not on the first, second, third, fourth, fifth beasts. Mm -mm. But why seventh beast and not the sixth? The ten horns are ten kings who will come from this kingdom they will come from the fourth, the Roman king. After them, another king will arise of a totally different nature. Because you have a mixture of iron and a mixture of clay. Not uniform, mixture. The second stage of the fourth beast, as we read in Daniel 7, is ten toes. Now, the three ruler kings of the sixth, seventh, and eighth have something in common. They all came out of the Roman beast. All right? They all came from the Roman beast. They have a Roman lineage. Rome, Roma, the Roman empire is the sixth, that's the empire that is. Secondly, the seventh head, which has ten horns, is also from the same area. And then the eighth king, which is yet to come, the Antichrist, also most probably will be coming from that same spread where you had the old Roman Empire. Now, so now that we understand that we are living in the time of this sixth head, we can see the seventh head forming and coming into view. How do we identify these ones? And what implications 
will knowing this have for America? Remember I said, when we're done with a series relating to Revelation, we'll come to talk about the demise of America and the rising of the kings of the East. Now, we're going to look at a number of characteristics because what is said about the clues are very, very clear. Kings must be of nations or sovereign entities that derive from the Roman type people because they all came from that fifth beast, all of the Roman type of people. The ten horns are the ten kings who will come from this kingdom. Now, the people of the ruler who will come, as was spoken to in Daniel 9.26, who will destroy the city and the sanctuary in 70 AD, who are these people? They were the Romans. Where are they today? What is, that? What is the army? We are given here the people, but not geography. So the people that shall come, or the king of the people that shall come, they were the Romans. It told us about the people, but it didn't tell us exactly what the geography was. Because people can move, right? But not the land. So, if we look at, there are two theories that we have here. There is a theory that looks at the geographic area of the Roman occupation in 70 AD. The peoples that were spoken to in Daniel 7.26 of the Roman army in 70 AD who destroyed Jerusalem and the temple, including Roman offshoots, you have number one, the Roman system which are countries today. Number two, as I explained to you, the city that sits upon seven hills, you have Romanism, which is the link to the Roman Catholic Church. And then, of course, you have those of the Middle Eastern origin, because some of the locations that the Roman Empire occupied are today Islamic nations. So you will see in the map there, uh, in the time of Claudius, who was empire in 54 AD, you will see the map that shows where the footprint of the Roman Empire was. So that's one theory. But you will also understand that there's another theory that because he didn't talk about land specifically, he just spoke about peoples. So peoples may have moved from that geographical location to other places, which in fact is the case. Because if you look today at the places where um, the, the different Roman people, uh, they moved to, you will then see they went to America, they went to different places. The Romanic people spread in different directions that are not confined to the first place that I showed you um, so far. But we also want to define who is a king in the scripture. Number one is a male, a sovereign power, not female. A human being, a person in the flesh. Old Testament kings, they were people of absolute power. So who would qualify as an ancient king today? Very few will. In fact, if you look at the geography, it's only in Swaziland that you have a king that has absolute power. You have Saudi Arabia, you have Oman, uh, no, no, you have Brunei, you have Oman, and then you have Qatar. These are the only, those are five, and the only other place is the papacy that has, that combines full power. You have Swaziland, you have Oman, 
you have Saudi Arabia, you have Brunei, you have Qatar, and you have the Vatican City. The Pope is the only head that combines government, state, and religion together. Now, Nebuchadnezzar had absolute power. He could overturn his own edict. The Middle Persian, the, the Saxis, if you remember the story of um, how uh, the, 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 the queen uh, misbehaved, Vashti. Uh, Vashti misbehaved, and it is an irreversible edict that was made when she was cast away. So, but progressively, as you went through those different um, kingdoms, you will find that the degree of authority began to waver. By the time you get to, got to the Greek kings, it was democracy. The Roman rulers, it was by war that they won and that they ruled. Today's leaders, though relatively powerless, can also be considered as the kings. But they must be sovereign in terms of rulership of the nation. It must be male. And then they must have a population over which they preside. One thing that we know from the description of iron and clay that no means is that there is a multilateralism in terms of the people who are there. So, and those, those who followed in one of the broadcasts about all the issues that we are seeing today, nations rising against nations, when I, I explained to you that different ethnicities will fight themselves, it is needed at this time that every one of those nations should be multi-ethnic. That's why he speaks about iron and clay, not mixing together. Now, um, so I want to look at what are the identifiers, therefore, of these last day kings. The ten horns you saw, who have not received a kingdom as at that time in 95 AD, but who for one hour will receive authority as kings along with the beast. Eligible for this top 10 list can't be powers that have been in the past. So that rules out the likes of China, Iran, and Co. Mm. Who had kingdoms that have been ruled because these ones are yet futuristic. Said so they are yet to receive power. So if we are then looking for these 10 kings, it must be based on multipolarism. In other words, one reason why that fourth beast was different was that you didn't have uniformity in terms of people and you didn't have uniformity in terms of... Now, it says, one reason the fourth beast is different. Some nations are strong militarily and in number. Some are not. Daniel 2, 41, 42 the eligible nations that we are looking for must be multi-ethnic, multi-tribe, population, and pluralistic, as each tool is a mixture of iron okay. and clay. Now, they all must be existing at the same time because they gave their power in one hour to the beast. Now, all that we have shown you in the last broadcast is how the fusion the combination of these kings with religion and with commerce. Remember when we looked at the Sadisian church age, those seven different posts upon which the religion of that day thrived.
education, commerce, uh, credit, and co. We spoke to all of that before. These things are fused together in whichever the kingdom that you are looking for. Religion is fused with commercialism. All the six prior heads, the beasts, the leader was, was a political economic head and also the religious head considered to be God. These two spheres were all merged together and that's what the Antichrist is positioning for. I just pray that you have followed thus far and you can see all that the enemy is seeking to do. It's such a, it's just a depiction of what the enemy is playing at. Remember, we wrote, we read to you from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10, God's plan for everything to be gathered together in one, and how Satan is mimicking the same thing to pull all the things together. These same things are very fundamental to the kings that we are looking for. Revelation 17 and Revelation 18 describe a similar fusion. It spoke about, it spoke about Babylon. Remember, when we talked about Babylon in Isaiah chapter 14, who was the king of Babylon? Lucifer. Who was the king of Tyre? Lucifer. If you go to the book of Ezekiel, the same things that were spoken concerning this Babylon, the trading in gold, the trading in silver, are all the things that characterize Tyre and Sidon. So, the word of God made it very clear that you are going to see a fusion of religion, government, and, and commerce. And this is what is unfolding before our very eyes that most people don't see. The word of God spoke about this. Revelation 17 and Revelation 18 describe a similar fusion. It begins and ends in Babylon. Today, Babylon the Great is drunk on religion of economics, on monetarism, and false religion. Now, but all these 10 kings, they must almost be matched in power and influence. Because it didn't say one was above the other. It said they gave their power in one hour to these antichrists. So what we are looking at today is a multilateral system. That's why a superpower is not what's going to count now. Yeah. A superpower is not what, because if there is a superpower, there is one that then is very dominant. But here we see all the ten tools giving their power. So what we are seeing is a, multi, a, a multipolar structure. Nothing like that has been in history. So the picture that you saw of Daniel in Daniel chapter 2, picture of ten tools, some bigger, some smaller, but, not, but proportionate. No coalition is possible if a superpower exists. And I'm going to show you the reason why America cannot be. At least in the state in which it is today, it has to have been decimated. And its influence will have to be in, another, in a different sphere than what we are speaking to. Praise the Lord. So, Together must be bigger in power than all other kings and so on. That's if you are looking for a superpower. Now, there's some other thing that's very, very important. The scripture says the borrower is what? Is slave to the lender. Power that is aided by enslaving 
an oppressive debt system. Power that is aided by enslaving oppressive debt system. Anti-jubilee principles. If you remember the things that we said when we were talking about God is speaking, who is hearing. Debtor nations, they are just, they are just finished, finished. They'll be ruled by those who, rule, who, who have the money. That's the way it is. So the Lord, I mean, God began to speak in Habakkuk. He said, he said will not your debtors suddenly arise? Will they not wake up and make you tremble? Then you will become their victim. All right? Huh. And that's why we don't encourage any one of you who are children of God to be debtors. Don't be debtors. You will just, you will be, you will be a slave. Thanks for listening. Join us again on Friday for the concluding part of today's sermon. If you want further information on what you have heard on today's episode, please call 0803-3628-796 or visit us online at tcbc.org.ng.